Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence and I am excited about where we are headed as we're getting closer and closer to the NBA playoffs and man, you can tell things are heating up. So now I got to get in position. I got to get you in position to get you over to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your, wait for it, 50% 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So get on over there to betonline.ag, betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Come on, man. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. Man, I'm so tired of this. This is Lloyd, your boy, Mr. Noise, and I can't find my sunglasses. You know what it is? It's probably because I don't like my sunglasses. And it's time to make my outdoor experience better with Canaan. Because Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger. And, man, I love the Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use the exclusive code KananCast15. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15 at Kanan.com to receive my 15% off discount on my first pair. And you can do the same thing. Just go to Kanan.com and use the code K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15 at Kanan.com and get a 15% off on your first pair. That's Kanan Cash 15. Kanan. Man, it's clearly better. Tell me the noise maker sent you. Man, I wish I could get back to fishing on the weekends back like I did back in the day when I was a wee lad. But I can't, man. The time is... Okay, let me just be honest. I can't find the right stuff. I don't know the right baits to go get for Texas. But I'm glad our new sponsor, Monster Bass, is the fun and affordable way to get the best new baits from the fishing industry's top brands delivered to my doorstep each month. Premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best baits based on where I live and where you live and fish. No more guessing on which baits are going to work. Just leave it to the pros at Monsters Bass. They know what to do. Basically, it's like having your own personal fishing guide. It's changing the way bass fishermen shop for baits. They're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand of anglers everywhere. They got the best baits from the best brands, and you're covered by the industry's best customer service. So, if you want to catch a bigger bass this season, head on over to MonstersBass.com and use the code ACC10 to get $10 off your first box. That's MonstersBass.com. Use the code ACC10 to get $10 off your first box. Sign up for Monsters Bass now. Tell them your boy Lloyd Smith sent you. Popcorn Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
To believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. I'm excited because after uh today on wednesday we'll have a new intro we won't have to keep saying uh the intro without saying special guest kendrick haskins he'll be in the intro so that makes me happy <laughs> man kendrick in yeah <laughs> in intro, as of wednesday we thought it would be ready today it was not quite ready but it'll it'll be ready by wednesday so i'm excited to hear the new intro Move on up. Although Curtis Mayfield's playing in my head now. <laughs> I don't know if anything's gonna sound as funky as popcorn world. That's just that's a cruel world. I'm gonna tell you something. Every time, every time I hear popcorn world, I want to go get a dashiki and a pick on my back of my head. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to put in there. I don't have nothing to contribute to the yeah, pick. We, yeah, we can't hold a pick up. I can't even hold a pick. <laughs> I want to put on a dashiki and just dip my fucking Y2C on. I'm just, I love <laughs> Put on some big Bootsy Collins sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that funny cigarette out your mouth. You yeah, know. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you know, real talk, Charlie. I've never done that. I've never done that. I've never wanted to do it. Um, my CBD experience was the first experience I've ever had with it, ever. So you know, I was actually a perfect candidate to try because I, I clearly would be able to tell you if it was any good or not because uh, <laughs> I've never had it. So. Um, y'all can go quiet if you like. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I haven't. Hilarious. I have but not. You have not. So, so two out of three black men in America have not. <laughs> I haven't admitted to anything. That is very true. Oh my god! Hilarious. And that's why he's going to the intro, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right there, he's going to the intro. Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. The laughter is what makes the show. I'm telling you, we laugh every time. <laughs> that is Kendrick Haskins you hear down there from the uh, the legend, the Fern Creek Hall of Famer. We got <laughs> only two Hall of Famers on this show. That's Charlie Ward. Where's he at? Charlie Ward <laughs> and Kendrick, wait, Kendrick Haskins. See, I'm trying to adjust for the visuals on the 
Facebook and YouTube. I'm not Hall of Fame yet, but I'm working on it. I'm trying to work on. You need stuff. to be in Weston's Hall of Fame, bro. Just, I mean, what's up? Like, what, what are y'all waiting on? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, make that happen. you know what I'm saying? We, we need to make some calls. Like, what are we doing, Weston? Come on, get y'all weight up for real, though. For real. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Well, I ain't, I ain't gonna stole y'all right now, but I'm just saying. Call. In due time. <laughs> in due season. In due season. There you go, Charlie. In, in due season. Um, <clears throat> I saw a story last week. We talked about it a little bit last week that Justin Fields ran a four-four in uh, forty at his pro day at uh, at his school. That's great. It's a great number. Like Charlie said, I don't know if it, what it means. I, I mean, I guess it means you can escape the pocket. If you need to, or you know, uh, so that's good. That's a nice quality to have. But if you can't throw the ball, it doesn't really mean much for a quarterback. What does mean a lot for a quarterback, however, is when people are badgering your name and floating rumors pre-draft about you all over the interweb and all over media and social media. And Justin Fields has become the new target of the draft every year. There seems to be here lately some player, uh, and and here recently it seems like it's a black quarterback that becomes always the black quarterback. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, becomes the target <laughs> of the draft. And this year they've chosen Justin Fields. Um, now all of a sudden he doesn't study well. He doesn't process information quick enough. Uh, what was the other thing I heard about him? He. Um, Oh, it was the third thing they said about him that was like I can't like I couldn't even believe they said that. But it was it was study information. Oh, passion for oh, the, I forgot how did I forget that? It's always the go-to. We question his passion for the game. So he has become the target. Uh Trey Lance has become the target a little bit, but not as nearly as much as uh uh Justin Fields because they don't have as much information on Trey Lance. Meanwhile, I think Matt, they just now realize that Trey Lance is black. Oh, well, then it's gonna start. <laughs> it'll probably start over the next couple of weeks. Then, start <laughs> meanwhile, Mac Jones is, is walking these streets with a whole DUI that nobody's even talking about. <laughs> nobody's even brought that up. Like, I, 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 I was today years like, old when I found that. Bro, out. I was today years old. Too. I was like, you know, what? <laughs> How come anybody questioning his love of the game and passion? So. We listen. We just happen to have a Hall of Famer and a Heisman Trophy winner on our show, so we decided let who better to ask about the process and about all of this than our our guy Charlie Ward. Charlie, why are the black quarterbacks being so scrutinized? <laughs> uh, well, you know, sometimes sometimes things just don't change. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's just unfortunate. Uh, that we have to, as uh, you know, have to go through these, these, this scrutiny yeah. to be able to, you know, get to a point where, you know, we can just be trustworthy. And, you know, the thing that I, I don't know who the leaks came from because apparently someone within shared with the people outside that these things were happening. I don't know who that is, or they're just making it up to, you know, taint his name 
Um, and I guarantee you, we've all been there where we maybe not have worked as hard at one point um, or we had some things that we needed to work through, but we were still productive. Uh, we had a will to make it happen. Uh, just And the thing that kills me a lot of times is when, uh, and it's not a black, white or black thing, but they always bring up the quarterback being the first one there and the last one to leave. And I mean, that, that's, that sounds good. And that is great if that is the case. But if the man is producing, whether he first one there and the last one to leave or the first one there and the first one to leave, if the man is producing and, and getting results, who cares how long he's been there? I got news for you. I got news for you. I have a friend that was a scout for the Colts for 20 plus years. And he said Tony Dungy left every day at five o'clock. <laughs> like I said, and, and, and the thing that also burns me up is this. Why are they going and doing a second pro day? I was wondering that too. That was so weird to me. I was like, why are they doing a second pro day? Is Matt Jones doing a second pro day? Nobody does does a second oh. pro day. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was a popular thing, doing second pro days. Man. And I understand why Justin is doing it. I just don't like it. No. I, I, I don't yeah. understand. Because if that was me, I'm like, hey, man, no. I'm not doing it. I understand what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I understand it. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't do it. No, yeah. I wouldn't do it either. I wouldn't do it either. behind it. And shout out to Kirk Herbstreit for obliterating Dan Orlovsky for doing what he did. I, I love that so much because he deserved it. Shame on you, Dan Orlovsky, for trying to always give you the hot take. But that's his that's his brand, though. That's his brand. So at least he's on brand. But we – I and Kendrick has heard me rant on this before, but I'll go ahead and rant because we represent the media side of this. While we get stories all the time. All the time about everything, about this rumor, that rumor, this situation. That he was in this girl's room. He was that. He was there. Whatever, man. I don't have time to be reporting all that. Nor do I want to. Right. I've had to tell universities flat out in the past. I'm not going on the air with that. But why not? Because it's not news, man. I, I, listen, man. I do a radio show about sports. I don't work for TMZ. I don't work for uh, Wendy Williams. That ain't what I do. And I'm not interested in that. And, no and I'm the same way. And that's how you build that. That's how you build relationships yeah. with the people you cover. I mean, it, it, that's exactly how. That's why I'm friends with so many guys that I've covered in the past because they can tell me stuff. They know I'm not going to go out there and repeat it. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to bust anybody. <laughs> and I'm, I'm about, we have facts, Charlie. We know the facts. Like it's not hot take stuff. I can, I have the proof on ninety percent of stuff because that's what we are. We journalists. So if I bring a story to the table, I got it. Right. I got the whole thing. I'm not. I don't care about that, man. And and let me tell you something. I agree with Charlie. Is he? Is somebody gonna have a bad day? Yes. Is he gonna have <laughs> a bad practice and miss a few throws from time to time? Of course. That. How do you measure that? Take that and say he has no passion for the game. The dude lost two games in college. Two. <laughs> How much more passion do you want him to have? And beat Clemson to death. <laughs> to death. Uh, while being hurt. Right. 
after being yeah, and, and got the hurt in the game. Got hurt in the game. And right, came in the game and, and, and beat him to death. I just, I do not understand why this has become a thing. Like, this is a trend now. Like, you can put set a watch to it every year. Uh, it's almost like a, a game show. Guess who the next scrutinized black quarterback will be? Will it be Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or other? Well, I asked that, that, that uh, what's the kid name from Alabama? Matt Jones? Matt Jones. Yeah. Did Matt Jones or Zach Wilson, did they have a second pro day? I've never had, heard of anyone having a second pro day. That's the first I've ever heard of that. They barely had a first one. But I'm just saying, two guys that's having pro, second pro days, what are they, what are they what are they going to prove? I mean, you're throwing against air. Right. And, I mean, all the different throws and all that, man, just go and watch the tape. That was my thing when I was coming out. I'm saying, man, I understand, you know, going and showing and throwing and all that kind of can off. But I'm like, at some point, are y'all going to turn the tape on? You know, just, just watch that deal against some quality competition. And, you know, right. and sometimes it's not even about, the percentages. Uh, sometimes it's just about you know those um, what do they call them uh, the things that you can't put on intangibles. Yeah, intangibles. <laughs> like you know some things you, you can't measure with a throw, like avoiding a guy or and then making the throw or throwing a ball away. Um, or making good decisions with the with the football, you know, just yeah. being a leader, you know, the, the offensive line, everybody listening to you. At some point, that stuff has to matter because that's what comes into play. Uh, whether I run a four four or four nine or a five zero, it, it doesn't matter. You, if you turn on the tape and it and it shows that I have these characteristics that can help my team win, I'm going to do it. Charlie I guess. Ward. No, say again. Charlie Ward, close your ears for just a second. I'm going to talk to Kendrick. You just sit there and uh, Kendrick, mm -hmm. if Keely Smith and Charlie Ward were sitting next to each other in the draft, and this is no disrespect to Keely Smith, he had a great college career. Great college quarterback. But if you, yeah, Keely Smith and Charlie Ward in, a, in the same draft, who are you taking? I'm partial. <laughs> but, but but here's reason but, if, but like even like even before meeting Charlie and all that, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Charlie. I mean, come on, and, and, and here's the reason why. <laughs> here's the reason why because the tape doesn't lie. What right. I what I saw Keeley do was good. What I saw Charlie do was better. So if I want what's best for my team, I'm taking the guy that I look and saw was better. This is not rocket science. That's why I've never understood why all this is why this is so complicated for some of these guys. Man, do you not trust what you see? I think it's not what they they don't trust what they see. I think they're trying to find every reason to not trust it. They you know what I'm saying? Unpack that a little bit. Unpack that a little bit. They, you know, they. They know what they have. I mean, I, I've always I, I can't stand the draft process. I, no, I can't stand. I can't, I, can't, I can't stand how much ESPN covers it. I know why they do, but I, I get it. But it, right. it still is annoying. But they, I mean, they've seen enough. Like Justin Fields, you've seen enough film on him to know how good he is. So now it's like, okay, 
what's wrong with him. And they do, and they do it to us all the time. It's always a black quarterback. I go back to Lamar Jackson when he oh. was going through the process. Teddy Bridgewater, he had, yeah, he because he, he didn't he didn't have the great pro day, that, and, and he dropped in a draft because because they found something because they couldn't they couldn't assassinate Teddy's character, right? They oh God, no! They oh, couldn't what? assassinate his his love for the game when he right. was out there, basically almost in a wheelchair playing games and then yeah. that shot he took in, in that Florida game in the Sugar Bowl in, in the first play of the game and he came back and torched Florida. Right. And so you always see it. They always try to tear down and it's, and it's, it's the black quarterback. It always is every, any year, especially a year like this year when there's this many quarterbacks available in the draft, they're going to go after the one, one, one of these things is not like the other, the kid from, uh, Northern Iowa, they just haven't seen him. And so it's, it's the same thing year in and year out. And, and as someone in the media, I'm so tired of seeing it. And I can only imagine with what Charlie's, Char, how sick of Charlie is of seeing it. And how sick of the guys like Lamar and Teddy and all these guys, even Colin Kaepernick when he was coming out of college from Nevada. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and, and it's always the same stuff. They don't read defenses or they're, they don't, you know, they, they're not leaders in the locker room or, or do they have the passion for the, it's the same thing. And it's like, do you not get old with making the same argument? I mean, you got to come up with something new at some point. I, and it's I, the same thing year in and year out. I'm still reminded of that great uh, draft prognosticator uh, from Indianapolis. Um, what's his name? I just forgot his name. I can see his face as clear as day. He <laughs> became an ESPN analyst. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Said said Lamar should play receiver. It, not only should he play receiver, he's there's no possible way that he'll succeed in the NFL, and he's doing himself a grave. I think the word he used was a grave disservice. To he's the G. He's the GM of the year because he drafted Bill Peyton Manning. Bill Polian, Bill GM Pullian. of the year because he drafted Peyton Manning. Wow, you went out on a limb for that one. Right, right. right. <laughs> I, I just it it's, it bothers me because we this kid has done everything right. First of all, you want to question his leadership ability? Let's start with the fact that in the Big Ten there wouldn't have been a season had it not been for Justin Fields organizing right. the young players to lobby for the season. The uh, season, if you remember correctly, the season had been canceled. That is true. So what are we talking about right now? This is a leadership. He may be the best leader in the draft, if we're being honest. The only time I questioned Justin Fields is when he picked Georgia in the first place, when he was coming out of high school. I was like, I know it's the hometown yeah. hometown team, blase, blah, but I'm like, they already have an established quarterback there. I mean, I didn't understand that when he did that. Well, Other than that, I don't question anything this kid does because I watched that whole QB one show that he was on. That's how yeah, I at first yeah. even heard of Justin Fields, and I think he's a good kid. I mean, and and he's a great player. I didn't realize how big he was until he he's got a lot bigger than you think he is. Yeah, yeah, he's a big kid. He's fast. Let me say he ran the four four forty, and and again, it's, it's a, he feels like he has to constantly prove something, which is going to be great in the long run. Because that kid's gonna have a boulder on his shoulder. It's not gonna be a chip. Yeah. And so, because like, and like I said, when going with Lamar, going back to Lamar, and when he he wouldn't run the forty in the at the combine, he's like, you know, I'm fast. Hey, Look at him. 
with Kyler with Kyler Murray he's just entirely too small and he'll never man the dude is a winner he's been nothing but a winner listen Kyler played right down the street from me so I watched him torch the entire state of Texas for four years straight <laughs> yeah I, I, I mean I'm I'm for those guys who who get the right um coaching as far as not going overboard and not showing things that people already know um, in a lot of ways. But I just go back to how many successful first-round quarterbacks have there been? Like, I'm so glad you asked me that question, Charlie. Right. The ones, right. <laughs> the ones that get drafted, you know, they either improve with the team or the team gets rid of them. I mean – Right. This point in time is not a, like a big risk because there's not a big money factor behind it. And like, if he goes number two or three or four or whatever, to wherever he goes, he still have he still will have to prove himself. Just like Trey, um, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. will have to prove himself. We don't know how he's going to turn out to be in the NFL. I mean, we're expecting him to be great. But it's still maybe one or two years, and they're going to give him enough time to be able to make mistakes because he is what they they drafted him for. And I mean, you look at my man Jameis Winston. He was in in um, in Tampa for about four or five years, and he had like four different coaches, but they still gave him time to work through all of those things. Right. And eventually, right before, you know, his contract was up or at the end, uh, they let him go on and they found another guy, uh, which was their prerogative, even though I didn't like it, but it was still their prerogative. But the young guys, man, they give him, they still got to give him time. So if all these things that they're talking about he doesn't have, I mean, he's going to have time to be able to prove himself. And it's not like a big, big risk. So I don't know why people go and, try to smear people's name uh, through the mud to make them look bad. But Charlie, you said, you a, said a powerful, Charlie, you said a powerful thing that why is it being presented like he doesn't have time? Because that's the way it's being presented. It's being presented like he's not coming into the league ready. None of these fools is coming into the league ready. That's like I look at the jet. Yeah, I look at the Jets. I'm like, why are they giving up on Sam Darnold so fast? Yeah, because they haven't had consistency. You think yeah. about how many coaches they've had. Right, right. So it's hard to to say I like this guy when they've had all these different people coming in and out of the building. <laughs> right. And, and Jameis went through the same thing. A yes. Different coordinator every year. I mean, I'm so glad you mentioned Baker Mayfield. I'm so glad you mentioned that first round draft pick thing because. I did some homework. So uh, <laughs> you guys can tell me tonight, we'll play a little game called Boom or Bust. Uh, <laughs> it, do you think this guy, these guys, and these are all first-round guys, so you can tell me if you thought they were booms or bust in their, or in careers. And it's not a, this, this is not, a, this is not an, uh, uh, an exercise of disrespect. This is just saying, to the narrative that's being put out over guys like Lamar and Kyler and Justin, it's not an exact science based on what you're projecting. It's not how it works. So here we go. 
2009, the three first rounders were Matthew Stafford, Mark says, Mark Sanchez, and Josh Freeman. Now, wow. I, would say, I would say Matthew Stafford is probably cool. solid. Oh, yeah, yeah he's yeah. solid. Yeah. But the other two, <laughs> they're bust. I mean, what are we talking about right now? Sanchez is on get up right now. <laughs> right, right. Hey, which is fine. I mean, we all have the transition. I'm glad he was able to transition, but he did. And he's, he's good at it, by the way. Yeah, he he just wasn't a very good quarterback <laughs> long term. I'll just say that. Right. 2010, it was Sam Bradford and Tim Tebow. Okay. 2011. <laughs> Tebow didn't get a chance, though. I'm, I'm going to fire. I'm a real point. They, they didn't give him a chance to really do much of anything. Uh, the time that he did play, he took him to the playoffs. And, and played they well got, the first game. And they got rid of him. See, and, and, and that goes back to something else that we don't talk enough about. I'll, I'll take a quick pause on that. If you draft this guy and you know what he does, then to me you're committing to what he does. Right. Tim Tebow is not a packet pocket passer. That's not what he does. He's a scrambling big dude that can run around slowly and get you, but still get you yards because he's big. And he's a leader. And he's a one. He's a fantastic leader of men. So if that's what you want, build around what he does. Why but not build around Tim, what he does? Tim Tebow came along a little bit too early. I think if Tim Tebow came around now with the offenses the way they're playing offense now, he'd be he more be successful. Yeah, he's yeah. just a little ahead. Of, they were they were still stuck on pocket quarterback back then. Was he after uh, RG three? He was before RG3. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, you're going to see that here in just a second because in 2011, now this one, Cam Newton, number one overall, that that was that worked out. But then after that, you got Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbard, Christian Ponder, Andy Dalton, and Colin Kaepernick. And by the way, Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick, not first rounder. They went 35 and 36, uh, respectively. Yeah, I mean. Colin Kaepernick got a raw deal. That's for sure. I mean, he got a raw deal. When you take a team to the Super Bowl and then they yeah. got the job, right? What kind of business is that? Right. <laughs> Never seen it's that. amazing how racist people would make things harder on themselves just to. <laughs> Because so I, I never thought about it. So I heard, uh, I was listening to a podcast about, you know, when there was uh, separate bathrooms and stuff. You know how much more money they had to spend on plumbing <laughs> and like just building two, di- two different bathrooms all the time. <laughs> By the way, in 2011, the only first round quarterback that worked out was Cam Newton. Yeah. The other three. No, he was second round. Oh, he was second round. He was second round. Yeah, he was second round. The other three was Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, and Christian Ponder. Uh, yeah. Christian had a quick stay. <laughs> yeah. Had a cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> y'all, have y'all seen that meme, that gif, where the guy walks on the Simpsons dude, I think he's the Simpsons daddy, walks into the bar, puts his coat down, and walks, <laughs> walks right back out. That's, that was Christian Ponder. Uh, 2012. Now, 2012. Am's doing well. <laughs> Am's doing great. Yeah. Um, 2012 was interesting because that's Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin, and then Ryan Tannehill, 
and Brandon Whedon in the first round. So three of those, did Brandon Whedon go in the first round? I know. I don't know how that happened either. Who made that? Was that Cleveland? No, it couldn't have been Cleveland because this is uh, – Brandon Whedon would have been uh, – Cleveland was early. I would say Cleveland would have been picking way earlier than that. Brandon, I, mean, that, that I know he played for Cleveland at one point. It, it sounds like a Cleveland move. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it would have shocked you if Brandon Whedon was drafted out of Right, right. Well, no, it would have shocked you. Now, here's what's interesting. The back half after the first round, you got Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, and Kirk Cousins. How about that for a draft? Well, is Andrew Luck a bust? No. Okay. I'm just that hurt. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, he heard, and then he decided to retire, which to me was the right thing to do. Uh, I'm, I'm asking because Indianapolis bet the farm on him, and for their troubles, they they got him to an AFC championship game. I mean, he got him to an AFC championship game. The guy yeah. they got rid of though got the two Super Bowls. Well, he got, he also just throwing it out there. He also <laughs> had a broke neck. Listen, I mean, they went in a different direction. They wanted to find their heir apparent to Peyton. They thought he was going to be that guy, which he was. Uh, One year he had a horrible offensive line uh, where he got sacked a lot. And he couldn't stay healthy uh, because he had too many hits. Yeah, And then he decided to retire, you know, unexpectedly. Um, and I don't know how long he was there, but I think the time he was there, kind of like Barry Sanders, you know, <laughs> Barry, yeah. Barry, Barry didn't really have an injury, but he was like, Hey man, it's time. time He's like, I, gotta, I gotta take it to the house. This is crazy. <laughs> Barry's <laughs> tired of losing. <laughs> right. Barry was like, Barry, Barry was like, I'm going to take this to the house. This is bananas. Y'all hey. right. I hey, nobody wants to keep losing forever. <laughs> uh, 2013, only one um, quarterback win the first round. I'm going to give Charlie the opportunity, and, and, you, and Charlie, you better get this right. 2013. I'm guessing that it was um, the man, uh, Jameis Winston. No, no. That would be oh, – no, he's played, uh, My bad. Jameis played 2014. Yeah, and, and drafted. After we won the championship in 2020. Right. My bad. That would have been EJ Manning. You were close. You were close. EJ. Yeah, EJ Manning was the only one that went in the first round, and the only other quarterback that actually was drafted was Geno Smith in the second round. So EJ was very similar to Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, you know, I would say productive years at Florida State. Um, they had uh, Jimbo Fisher as their quarterback coach, head coach, and so that kind of gave him credence uh, because he's he has success, you know, with quarterbacks mm-hmm. running, you know, professional offense and all uh, pro style offense. Yeah. But the thing that got those two guys drafted in the first round was the Senior Bowl. Yeah. They both yeah. had great Senior Bowls. During the week and then the game, and that's where I got them, you know, their opportunity. I'll say this about EJ Manning because a lot of people will say he was a bust, but here's what I'll say about EJ Manning: He was playing for a bad organization at the time. The Buffalo Bills then are not the Buffalo Bills now. 
And they, yes. that ownership group was bad. That's a ton of quarterbacks you can say that about, too. Though. Yeah, and it is. And where you get drafted matters, man. It, yeah. matters. it, it definitely does. It, it, matters. it matters so much. Yeah, so – and same thing with Geno Smith. That swinging door, baby. It's the same, yeah. same thing. In and, out of, in and out of the room. <laughs> has Geno right. Smith ever played for the same coach? Well, he, he, might, he, might, he might now. I think he's been on the same team now. He's on your team now, right? No, he is. I think he's in Seattle. Is he in Seattle? He is in Seattle. I think you're right. I'm, but but as a starting quarterback, I don't think he ever had the same coach twice. I mean, he, he played for the Jets. He may not have the same same coach week yeah. to week. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, 2014, Blake Bortles, Johnny oh. Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater, first round. Teddy Bridgewater uh, went after those two clans. I, I, I was, I was <laughs> it still blows my mind that Blake Bortles. And remember, I remember watching Blake Bortles play against Teddy Bridgewater. We were at that game together, as a matter of fact. And I was thinking, wow, this this is this kid. I, I was I was watching Blake Bortles play going, I don't understand why this kid is being considered a pro player. Like there's nothing he's doing that's better than what Teddy's doing. Nothing. Nothing. And I was so when they took it first, I was like, "Man, you to Charlie's point, that senior day is monstrous." Because, but and they I, held Teddy's pro day against him. Yeah, and they held Teddy's pro. That was that's true. Man, uh, we're, throwing, we're throwing against air, which is you may right. miss some pros. I, I mean, you know, sometimes you may not have the best pro day. Yeah, that kind of stuff happens. But turn on the tape. Right. I mean, this was happened. I mean, Lamar's pro day was just okay. Yeah, it wasn't anything special. And and you see, he but went at the end of the first round. Hey, but it didn't need to be because the man had been a Heisman Trophy winner and a first runner-up. Just saying. Okay. Uh, 2015, James Winston, Marcus Mariota. Both still in the league. They both yeah. still in the league. So. Both doing reasonably well. Yeah, trying to uh, – Marcus trying to create an opportunity for himself. I think he's a backup now. He's a backup. Yeah, he's back up in in Vegas, right? Vegas, yeah. But I would also argue with both of them that they did not get really stable situations. Like Tampa just got to the place where it's starting to stabilize out. I'd say Jameis didn't. Mariota kind of did. In Tennessee, you think so? I mean, they went. To, I mean, they went to the playoffs with him as a starting quarterback. Well, they, I think they did it twice, which is why why I don't understand why they bailed on him so fast. Because well, yeah, he had that bad year, and then Tannehill was there, and I think he may have got injured. That was the thing; he was injury prone. Yeah, he was running. Tannehill lit it up when he got there. And Tannehill yeah. started to have some good success when he got an opportunity to play, and they made that jump. They made a decision that they weren't going to pay. Mariota, because I think he was coming up at some point for a Yeah, that was the numbers game. They just had to make a decision. Yeah. They made a decision, and, you know, Marcus, I think he was – he wanted to be a starting quarterback, but he was happy to be able to be, you know, where he was. Yeah. Vegas. Uh, Uh, 
2016, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch was definitely a stretch. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that, that has not worked out. He was he's like six eight or something like that. Oh, he's he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Memphis guy, right? Huh? Memphis, yeah. I think he went to Memphis. Yeah, I think that was Coach Norville. One of Coach Norville's guys. I think, I, is he the one that no, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. I was gonna say it might be his stripper love is keeping him from his greatness, but that's Jimmy Garoppolo. That's Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G. Um, you know, I don't know what you just said, but it's triple it love. Oh, <laughs> oh Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G famously life. went out. Jimmy G famously went out with a porn star. On, on oh, a the porn star? Well, I thought she was a stripper. Well, she may have been both. It was, is there a difference? Well, <laughs> I mean, you can say that about quite a few guys, <laughs> right? Well, I think he he was like like. Well, he did it in the daylight though. He took it to dinner. You know, he was you know. <laughs> like they, they, it wasn't on the DL. Yeah, they had a five star restaurant and let that TMZ film him. That's what he was doing. Okay, yeah, what, what's wrong with that? I mean, if, well, I mean, who, listen, everybody needs love, Charlie. I'm not gonna hold you up. But if if that is her 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 gig, her job, and she, she could be nice. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Could be. I mean, it, it, you it's, know, and you, you're, you're exactly right. It's just, you know, it's a stigma. And just not profiling. I'm just saying his stripper love may have kept him from his greatness. I don't know. That's what I'm saying, Charlie. I'm not judging. I think Jimmy G closing his eyes and just throwing the ball up in the Super Bowl. That's 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 First, in out of the three quarterbacks that were there, Mitchell Trubisky went first, followed by Patrick Mahomes uh, and Deshaun Watson. So uh, Trubisky only played how many games? Played college? one season at North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and, he went, he, and he went which pick? I, you know what? I don't remember the number. He was like the third or fourth pick. It was high. Yeah, I was going to say it was really high. Because remember, Chicago traded up to get him. Yeah. I, smart guys, those Chicago Bears. You got to give them all the credit in the world. So this is the same guy that they're talking about. Mac, he's talking about drafting Mac Jones for the 49ers. It's the same yeah. person. <laughs> Not drafting Mac Jones. Mike, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, yeah. And by the way, they never let the uh, the GM of Chicago forget that he decided that Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson weren't good enough to go and, and draft. But, and, well, should he be remembered? Well, there's there's also the, the history of the Bears. It's never been a black. They're the only NFL team that's never had a black starting quarterback. Never had. A, I guess that's true. Hey, wow. Vince Evans. Huh? Vince Evans. Vince Evans played for the Bears. Yes, you could argue. You could argue that uh, uh, Jim Jim McMahon was had black tendencies. He he, <laughs> he was black adjacent. Black adjacent. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, uh, 2018. That's Baker Mayfield going number one. That's Sam Donald number three. Josh Allen number seven. Josh Rosen, number 10, and some dude named Lamar Jackson at 32. I don't know the whole history of Josh, you know, him personally or what happened behind the scenes, but it never felt like he got a fair shake. Josh Rosen? 
Yeah, he, he got had, the one year. He got yeah. one the one year in Arizona. Then like he got like ten minutes at the Dolphins, and now he he's totally out of the league. He didn't even get to unpack in Miami. Like he, <laughs> he, he is he totally out, out of the league. He was like you can you can go. I don't know why you're here, brother. Um, I don't think he was ready though. I mean, was he? Did he come in early, or was he a senior? That I don't know. We can find <laughs> I out. Think. Well, I want to say he was a, he's either senior, a junior or a senior. That's fine. He put up good numbers at UCLA. Just didn't seem like he was ready. I, I mean, that that was always my, my t- take on him. Um, he kind of seemed like Jared Goff. Came out early, junior year. Yeah, it seems like Jared Goff, where you know you have some. I would say football type issues, but they just didn't physically seem like they were ready uh, for where they were trying to to draft them. Uh, Josh Rosen got the weirdest uh, backlash on him or, you know, comments on him was he was too smart. <laughs> he used to say, say Josh Rosen was too smart. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he, he, got, he got the opposite of what the black quarterback did. <laughs> That means, but I don't know what that means either. I just, I just, I just think sometimes, you know, when we have this going on in these, you may be the odd man out. Yeah. The new coach came in with uh, the craziest part about it is the new coach came in and said we're going to get rid of the quarterback we just uh, drafted, you know, as a top player. I, I don't care. Um, I'm. I just. He's just not my guy, and so they got rid of him. And <laughs> he's the guy they he felt good about. But that's that whole wish wash. I mean, that uh, windshield wiper mentality. When you have people coming in and out of the door, and you may be in favor. I, mean, I almost fell prey to that uh, when my second year. Um, what's his name? Don Nelson came and coached. With the uh, with the New York Knicks, mm. and I wasn't his guy as far as the backup was concerned, and he brought in a guy that he liked, and I had to sit there and and wait my time for a half a season before he got released from the job, and then Coach Van Gundy took over, but I didn't even get a chance. Wow! You know, it wasn't like he, he said, you know, we're gonna see how it goes in the preseason. No. Yeah, he had a guy that he wanted to bring in because Derek Harper was a starter, and you know he couldn't remove Hart, but he brought in a guy uh, Gary Grant uh, that he liked and thought he was good for his his system, and he didn't give me a chance. So wow. I can understand when you have people coming, new people coming in, uh, you know they have their own thought process on who they should who should be there, and, he, and sometimes these guys don't get a chance. Um, and he was one of them. I mean, he, he didn't get a chance to try to get on the field to showcase his talent. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, son, we got somebody that we want. Right. He was, yeah, and that's know. unfortunate because we don't really – we could call him a bust, but we don't really know. Like, he he didn't – he never he, touched the field. He legitimately never really got a chance. Yeah, so, it's, no, I agree with you, Charlie. That's, I think that's a great, great point. I'll say um, in a stable, in a uh, stable offense – because, you know, he was in 
And he played that one year's rookie year, and then next year he was shipped out, and then he was trying to figure his way through the new system, new coaches in Miami, and that never panned out. And then they they sent him other all these different places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2019 is the latest, or two two latest. Uh, 2019. Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Wayne Haskins, Drew Locke. Three of those are still doing something, and Dwayne is still in the lead technically. Um, Who signed I, him? Somebody just signed him, right? Oh, the Steelers signed him. Yeah, I can't imagine. By the way, um, on the last show, the five, we were talking about uh, should the Steelers go up and get a quarterback, you know, try to make a move. And, you know, after Mac Jones, when you look at the list of the guys remaining, there's a very strong possibility that no other quarterback will be taken in this draft. Yeah. From six to fifteen, I feel I like the, the Steelers should have gotten a quarterback like two years ago. Oh, you're right, and see that's why we were saying maybe they should go draft somebody. Because I'll leave the list real quick, just not to prolong the time, but just to read the list, so you'll see. So after Mac Jones, who they have, if you go by the best available list, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones at five. You got Kellen Mond at Texas A&M. Hold on, I like that kid. Before we get on, I like Kellen Mond, and he—I think he would be a good uh, draft pick for whatever team. Um, Where would you draft him at, though, Charlie? I mean, he would be like third round, second or third round. You said second, uh, third. Okay, okay. Third, I agree with Charlie. I really like that kid. Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm not hearing a lot of favorable stuff about him, though. I—I'm not—I don't hate him. I wouldn't go in the first round and get him, though. No, no, he's not first yeah, round. I guy, go in the first, I mean, and I'm not 100% sure I'd go in the second round because it's all about is this kid really going to be what I need him to be long term? And I, that I don't know. So uh, Kyle Trask, Florida. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of pro he's going to be. I, I think he's a good college qu- quarterback. Uh, he kind of – Reminds me of Dana Werfel. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Not saying that they'll have a similar, you know, pro careers, but they kind of remind me of the same type of player. Same type of player, yeah. 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 That's dead on. Uh, Since this is a Believe in the ACC show, uh, the 10th of best available quarterback is Ian Book. <laughs> but man, <laughs> okay. Hold on. Before we, before we, I, I was laughing because you know, um, I like Ian Book as a, as an NFL quarterback. Yes, I think he will be a good backup. Charlie, you're a really nice guy. No, no, no. He, he'll be a good backup. Put a backup as well. <laughs> Hold on now, before y'all start laughing. He's so basically, basically, you're saying he'll be a great scout team quarterback. <laughs> I mean, he 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 could be a backup, or he could be a backup to the backup. Well, he's smart. Yeah. You know, he's smart. So yeah, yeah, he went to Notre Dame. Of course, right, he's smart. Right, right. Which, hey, man, if if push comes to shove, that may be that's a good deal. So what um, round, though, Charlie? Be honest about the round. You probably fifth round, though. I wouldn't. Fifth? You take him in the fifth? Yeah. How about free agent? I was thinking, yeah. Mr. <laughs> I was thinking Mr. <laughs> Wilson. 
fifth, fifth of free agent. I mean, I can, I can see that. I was thinking Mr. Irrelevant. He's the last one to go. <laughs> and I got all my needs, <laughs> man, and I'm good. You're sleeping on Ian Book. He took him to the uh, final four, man. He did. I'm just saying. I, I'm not going to hold you up, uh, Ian Book, but, bro, uh, I'll, I'll bring you in the camp. <laughs> What's in that cup, Charlie? <laughs> There's sparkling grape juices in that, uh, <laughs> in that bottle. Y'all be questioning. Uh, 2020. I'll tell you what's in there. It's some lemon, lime, sorry, some lime water. Lime water. Yeah. Yum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> time. Just, just cut you some lime and put it in your water. Put it in your water. Okay. I'm All just right. drinking water, water. Yeah. <laughs> just regular old water. Twenty twenty, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. That's the most recent. Uh, Tua Tungabailoa, Jordan Love. Can I just can we take a moment to deal with this Jordan Love situation? That is one of the most odd circumstances that are going on in the NFL right now with this Aaron Rodgers Jordan Love situation. First of all, it was odd that they went up to twenty six or they drafted him at twenty six to start with, but then it feels like the the new guy is kind of. Trying to push Aaron out, like he said. I don't think the new guy is. I think management. I don't think the Packers have ever really liked Aaron Rodgers. Because if you think about it, they drafted Brian Brom. They did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> like two years after Aaron Rodgers got the job. <laughs> I mean, they drafted quarter. I mean, I understand you know drafting quarterbacks is you know because you never know. But I mean, they've always they've never really done right by Aaron Rodgers. They've they never, never had. They've never drafted him a receiver of high quality. No disrespect to the guys that have been there. There's been some awesome guys there. But they've never put him in a situation to where they they, they don't do for him what they, uh, Kansas City's done for uh, Patrick Mahomes. Right. Because, I mean, they're a market where you're not going to really get elite free agents. So you think they would draft. It is way too and- cold to be trying to go to live in Wisconsin. And I agree. I've, I've, they've never done right by him. Y'all, y'all didn't catch that subtle I agree by Charlie Ward just then. But I threw that out there about the cold. I saw what you did, Charlie. You didn't sneak that past me, sir. So where do you think Aaron Rodgers lands? Like, uh, I know um, New England kind of pushed Brady. You know, uh, Brady wanted to leave. And, right, right. Uh, and it sounds like that's what's happening in, you know, Green Bay, where yeah. – they're trying to push this separation, um, and you know, to the point where a man even thinking about, you know, being the host of Jeopardy. Which, <laughs> right, right, he's, right. He is the host of Jeopardy right now. And they like him. <laughs> By the way, they love him. Yeah, they but love him. He might, might be the second gig. I don't know, but MVP of the, of the league this year. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy to think that he's literally might be out the league. <clears throat> where could he go, man? Um, See where he wants. I'm just saying, whoever gets him will probably, you know, have be like Tampa Bay. You know, I think they're going to find a great defense, young, great defense, um, and bring him in with a few of the weapons, and then they'll go out and get some guys because the man still can play. Yeah, Uh, I can sit there and watch him. Maybe it's maybe like a, a warm weather. Yeah, I think San Francisco is the perfect landing spot for him. 
That would be he's great. close to home. He's, oh I mean, that's, 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 he's from that area. Oh my God! Do you realize? I mean, it could be the move they're acting. You know, that could be the low key move they're making when they uh, traded up to get the third pick. Do you realize that if he went to, but okay, but wait a minute, let me deal with what you just said first because you just blew my mind. You're saying that that the Green Bay Packers would trade. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to the San Francisco 49ers for the third pick in the draft? I mean, it could be the move they make. I'm sure it'd be, you know. They Jordan Love last year. But they probably they, they draft somebody. They don't have to draft a quarterback with the third pick. <laughs> but they could go out and get old boy from Florida. They get old boy from Florida, the tight end from Florida, at the third pick. We well, talk about a safety net. Jesus. <laughs> that guy's a monster. Oh my god. I would be stunned if he was a bust. I would be absolutely stunned because he looks like the real thing. He looks like the second coming to Dwayne Metcalf. I worry about his injury, so he is injury prone. He missed a lot they, of time this year. They said the same thing about Dwayne Metcalf coming in. Oh man, he gets hurt a lot. Well, he, he fixed that by looking like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> uh DK, you you say Dwayne. Yeah, I don't know if it's Dwayne. I just said Dwayne. It's really DK Metcalf, but I just called Dwayne. So he didn't gave him any name. It's his name to do. <laughs> well, that's what we do in the hood. We name folks. That's Pookie. That's Ray Ray. That's me. <laughs> yeah, but Dwayne is never a nickname. <laughs> I, I got the, I got no reason to know why he get called it Dwayne. I got nothing. Zero. <laughs> I was sitting there racking my brains like, is this something? Like, what's Dwayne? Hey, fellas, I was racking my brain like, is this Dwayne? I don't think it's Dwayne. <laughs> but nobody was correcting me, so I'm like, well, maybe it is Dwayne. Huh? Maybe I got it. Right. If I was letting it slide, then it just dying on oh, me. Please don't let me slide. Please don't let me slide. Um, I do have a shout-out as we get ready to close. I do have a shout-out. Shout-out to Eddie George. Who is the new head coach at TSU? I am. Nice. That makes me so happy. That is Tennessee State yeah. University. Just so you get it right for those that may not know. Yes. Um, and I hear that he's bringing on, he's trying to bring on Jeff Fisher and um, Hugh Jackson onto the staff, which I think would be great because I don't think Eddie George has literally any. Other than maybe coaching his own children, I don't think he has any head coaching experience whatsoever. No, I don't think Jeff Fisher would be the one to bring. He knows defense. I, I would think it, it feels like he'd be better served bringing a, a, a an older college guy, bringing a bunch of NFL guys. It's different. You know, it's, you know, I mean, Charlie, you know, it's two totally different games. Well, that's what, that's what uh, what's the name the Arizona State? Yeah, I mean it depends on it depends on because they may have some college background. You know, they've been coaching a long time, and they may have some college background at some point. I don't know about Hugh Jackson, but uh, you know, I mean, I don't know about Fisher either. But it it is just where are you because Dion has done the same thing. He's brought on guys that he played with some coaches that coached, you know, in the NFL and, and all those types of things, you know, the whole name of the game, one, is recruiting, and two, is trying to get guys bought into 
we can help you in all these different areas. Uh, and now they just had the um, the HBCU combine, I think it was, or, or something they just had. And, you know, they were able to, you know, get those guys looked. And so, you know, it's, it is what's going to start the trend. I mean, it's going to be trending here where uh, more uh, guys that are attached to certain areas um, and they may not have coaching experience, but I mean, he's been playing football long enough and, you know, he's been doing business and television and all those types of things. So he's been around the game still. And it's just a matter now of just uh, putting the right people around. That's, that's the biggest mis misnomer. Uh, when it comes to, um, you know, being a head coach. If you have organizational skills and you know how to bring people together, it's about who you have around you. And and if you can be manager of people and players, you'll do a, a really good job because the biggest key is selling it to the boosters, the alumni, and the recruits that you have coming in that we have these people that can help you, you know, get to the next level. And that's, that's what Dion has done. You know, I mean, he, he's selling, selling the school. Yeah. He's helping the swag, you know, in a lot of ways to get endorsement deals and, you know, that get Pepsi deals huge. Yeah. Get, get people coming to the table. And, you know, and when you have those uh, guys uh, being an advocate, they know know what it's like, um, and they know how to get people into the door. A lot of times, we 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 poo poo on you know the guys getting in, but they have more than just football coaching. Uh, they bringing people to the table, you know, different types of people that may not have otherwise been there. So, a lot of times, it's about just using their uh, their gifts, their talents, to be able to help help the whole. So real quick, it looks like uh, Jeff Fisher is going to come and he's already accepted the responsibility in an advisory role, not necessarily a coaching role per se, uh, but an advisory role, which is good. I mean, I think that's good. Uh, Hugh Jackson has, has not accepted the role yet as of yet, I don't believe. But Hugh does have a very extensive college resume, Pacific, Cal State Fullerton, Arizona State, California, USC for a really long time before he finally went into the pros. So Hugh knows, but now that was in the 90s, so the game has kind of changed quite a bit since then. But uh, but the game meaning the recruiting game, not the right. actual game. But uh, but it'll be interesting to see. At least he's been around the environment, so he kind of knows what to expect. So that'll be. And he's in a good spot in, in Tennessee State down in Nashville because you can get you can get some good quality players in that area without having to travel too far to recruit. Absolutely, absolutely. If he just minds, uh, Tennessee, Missouri, Kentucky, uh, Illinois, he could build a pretty solid team just right there. I mean, he's he's on the border of Georgia as well. And Georgia, right. I forget that's right. Technically, yeah, I forget about that. See, that's, we got to know geography. That's key to – Not know. too far from Memphis. I mean, yeah, yeah he, he can get some quality yeah. players in. Yeah. Uh, that's, sure. that's my shout-out. Y'all got any shout-outs before we go? Uh, who else? I was going to uh, – I forgot. Louisville, 
beat my Seminoles this year. I mean, this uh, weekend baseball. Yeah, they piled it on in the sixth inning yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I, turned, I, I turned the game on, right? And it was like the fifth inning. We had a pitcher. A uh, little bit had a pitcher in that we looked like we may have been able to hit. He was walking folks to lefty. It was four to two. Mm-hmm. I changed the channel. I come back. It's like the seventh inning or something. It's 11 to four. I'm like, what happened? The sixth and seventh. I was watching the game because I, I had a report on it last night. Yeah. Sixth and seventh, sixth and seventh inning, they opened it up. I I've been hearing all season long about Louisville's offense and how they have the potential to explode at any time. Is, is oh, would, yeah. you, would you concur with that, Kendrick? Oh yeah, they've got the bats. That's, the thing that's killing them right now is the midweek games. They're playing fine on the weekends, but these mid the midweek games, I mean, they've lost them. Western Kentucky, they lost. They got beat by Kentucky last week. They've lost a lot of these midweek games, but when it comes to the weekend, they they're doing they're they're fine on the weekends. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Well, then you know you don't throw your best arms during the week. Yeah, and I don't think they're putting as much emphasis into them. But I mean, mean, you don't win the College World Series in 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 April, so. I wouldn't, you know, as long as you can keep taking series on the weekend, you're probably going to be okay. And they're, they're, I mean, their games, I mean, they're, they're fun. The stadium, have you been to that stadium? I have. Are you going? I, I, hey, yeah. hold on. I have a question. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. watching the game, right? Uh, Louisville and Florida State baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't they have, like, something to cover up the back where you can't see the cars when the pitcher's pitching? Damn, I mean, <laughs> I'm, just asking, man, I'm just asking most most colleges with the type of resources that Louisville has. Can we get y'all to just you know put something to Charlie? Have you seen Have you seen the extra seats that were put in the Papa John Stadium or what used to be Papa John Stadium? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I'm just saying, there's no extra money. That that stadium, they put it. The money they put into that stadium, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm just saying, the, the money that, that, that baseball stadium, honestly, nice. that thing is oh, nice. it, It's considered one of the best stadiums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they put money on that stadium. Now it's not a cheap stadium. But but can we just enclose it? No, I'm just saying. I'm sorry, Charlie. I tell you what, because our media parking when we do go out there. Oh, we right in the line of fire for foul balls. No question about it. No question about it. You feel a little uncomfortable. That's why I normally park in the parking garage. I'm like, I'll just take the walk. And then now they have a – they don't even have that garage anymore. There's a out, out left field that you can park out there. What? The garage is gone? Yeah, there's no garage out there. Oh, that's not good. Well, I have, I have one last thing. All right, buddy. Uh, I, I had an opportunity to go to – Watch my Seminoles spring game. Okay. Uh, this weekend. And you ready to make a prediction? Uh, I'm not ready to make a prediction. Oh, okay. I, I will say, uh, just on the surface, I was not able to go onto the field with all my other alumni brothers because the NCAA has a rule that we're in a dead period for high school coaches. 
Mm. Okay. Uh, he's with the technicality. So I wasn't able to go on the field, hang out with the guys, and do all those types of things. Okay, wait a minute, Charlie. However, if my son was playing, if my son was playing on the team, I would have been able to go and do all those things because I have a son on the on the team. But you don't even coach football. You coach basketball. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, Charlie. I'm hearing it now. I'm hearing it all now. So let me make sure I understand this correctly. And our listening audience understand this correctly. One of the greatest living alumni can't get on the field because you're a high school basketball coach. But if your son gets on the field, you're allowed to be there. I'm yeah. allowed to be there. I, that, that supersedes me being a high school coach. God bless you, NCAA, and your wonderful rules. You guys are <laughs> I, just, I just want to throw that out there. But the, game, is, was, the game was yes. both Both teams, uh, I mean, they played offense and defense. Both sides had their moments, which is kind of what you want. You don't want to be one-sided. Right, right. But man, I am so excited about – we have some great young receivers. I don't know how they're going to do once the season starts. They, they should be much better by that time, you know, by the season start. But they're, they're, they're really pretty dynamic. Wow. Uh, uh, what's his name? Malik. Uh, he's number 11. Um, Joshua Burrell. Oh, it's Malik McClain. All these guys came in mid 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 year. They're they're still supposed to be in high school. Oh wow! Uh, they came in mid year, and man, I mean, they're going to be special guys. I mean, they're pretty good. They made some plays because I, I thought it was somebody else, and I asked the coach. I was like, "Hey, man, who who is that guy?" <laughs> and they were saying, "Man, it's the young guys I heard about." And so I was excited to see that. And then my man Brian Robertson. Uh, he's a he was a freshman last year. Didn't play much because he was injured, but he's another receiver that was uh, pretty pretty good as well. Young guy. Uh, receiving course should be much better. Uh, they have guys who are willing to work, and they don't, you know, they're young, they're hungry. Yeah. But the thing that I was most excited about was the quarterbacks because those guys, and we have two of them. Uh, we have a third guy who's who struggled a little bit. He's still young. He was a true freshman last year, still trying to figure it out. Um, but the other two, they were on point. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. The man, Jay Travis, got much better. He's Good. Good. I like him a lot. I yeah. like him too. And then my man, Mackenzie Milton. Uh, he may be a little small cat, but he knows how to place that football where it's supposed to be. And he's very smart. And is he the transfer? He's a transfer from UCF. Yeah. Yeah. Did he Purdy had, leave? Uh, again? Purdy? Did he leave? No. Is that his name? Uh, he's out. They they rehab they rehabbed him uh, this spring because he, he had a broken clavicle right. during a year. Tried to come back and then and then he tried to practice um, this spring and they shut him down just to rehab him. Okay. So he wasn't there. But those top two guys, I feel good about both of them. And then defensively, we were able to, you know, generate a pass rush. Um, they didn't they didn't give up too many big plays, and when they did, they were able to, you know, put their necks in the red zone. So those were always good things. 
Nice. All right. I can hear the excitement in your voice, Charlie. I'm very excited. I don't know how many games we're going to win, but at least we have a chance. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, listen. As a special – I didn't hear you give yours. Did you give your shout-out? Do you have any shout-outs? I'll, I'll shout out uh, uh, Sacred Heart uh, Girls Basketball here. Yeah. They, uh, won the state title with a very young team. Their best two players are a uh, sophomore and a junior. Oh, and so, oh wow. So uh, congratulations to them. I was just looking up the score, Charlie, from last year's Louisville-Florida State game. It was 48-16. to 16. So I'm, I'm assuming that that won't be the score down in Tallahassee this year. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, last year we were just trying to hang on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> out there and just hang on. But this year, I don't know, we 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 looked like we know what we were doing. That's just, good. Yeah. That's good. So That's good. It's definitely a different group. And he cleaned house. Trust me, he cleaned house uh, this year. Wow! Wow! Well, listen, as a special treat to my guys, because these are my guys, and I love them to death, and I love this show. I thought I would end the night with uh, what I consider one of the best dunks of the year. So we're gonna, so you're gonna be listening to it by podcast, but we're gonna watch it if you're on Facebook and YouTube. Which is why you need to come over to Facebook and YouTube on Mondays and Wednesday nights and watch us record this live. So uh, this is Miles Bridges. Um, the, well, the caption it says it ends Capella's life. He didn't really end it. But he, he's, he's making the next week or two in his life very difficult. <laughs> Until Wednesday, have a great time. We'll see you back on Believe in the ACC. Daniels one-on-one mode. Has a smaller man on him. Rozier. Cody Zeller offensive rebound. Bridges. Oh, my God. Oh, what? This is what we want to see. Look at Miles Bridges attack the shot blocker and look at LaMelo. Oh, my (laughs) word. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms, and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.